I'm Kate. And I'm Jesse. And you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do this. Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews. And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back to episode nine. Last episode, we talked about how to utilize Facebook groups to grow a following and your brand with Ashley Mason of A Dash of Social and Student to CEO. If you haven't listened to episode eight yet, you might want to check that one out after this episode. For episode nine, we're going to shift our focus to film. We are going to be talking about easy ways to create video content for your business with Paige Burns and Megan Turner, founders of the Video Identity Project. These pros are sharing how you can create professional level videos using just your phone and an app to help get the word out about what you do best. But before we go any further, Jesse, what are you drinking? Oh, Lily, I have been enjoying some IPAs since they're a little bit heavier and I get buzzed with one. I'm going to actually just save it for later. Yeah. So I'm not drinking it right at the moment. <laughs> well, this is called cocktails and content creation, but we usually are recording Let's, earlier we're, in the we're, day. We're going to be doing the creating the content creating now. content we'll do now cocktails you know, later. we've never actually endorsed the fact that you should be drinking while creating content it's just called cocktails and content <laughs> creation just for the record there guys um so first off we're going to talk a little bit about our experience with video um i actually have a broadcast journalism master's from emerson college Yay! um and that's actually i were i went to school right next door to where jesse worked at one point which is kind of funny little mm-hmm. little uh tidbit of information there but i worked um over my career in journalism at two tv stations both of them had state-of-the-art equipment so i was really blessed to be able to work with some great stuff and of course emerson had some top-of-the-line stuff too i know how to shoot um i know how to edit and i love playing around with all the settings sometimes to a point where it looks a little messy but I'm working on it. I imagine um, it's very similar to photography where the rabbit hole um, is never ooh, ending once no, you start on, a, on one thing that you want to learn. Well, it's like when you and Instagram first started out and you were throwing filters over filters over filters. Yeah, like, like, what kind of crazy concoction? Yeah, exactly. And sometimes I definitely buy into that. So, you know, keeping it simple is always probably the best way to go about it. You know, I've covered elections, the Oscars, the Pope's trip to the U.S. in 2015, movie premieres. I'm a film junkie, so I love cinema. Um, I've actually never worked in movie production, um, but I love classic and art films. You know, so I'm a real film buff, um, but I've never thought, I've really never thought, which is ironic, how video can grow a brand other than being involved with a production company. Um, for some reason, though, since I've left TV, I've found it difficult to record and use video content on social media, YouTube, and my blog. I, I just don't have the time. My skills are rusty. And now that I don't have that access to high-quality equipment, I don't feel like I can produce that level um, that I did when I was working as a journalist and producer. It feels like my training has been keeping me from creating video content. Um, you know, as we've talked about before. I don't do like I should be totally on reels like all the time with my background and I just haven't gotten into it. Maybe by the time this episode airs, I will. Well, it's kind of like I can relate it to using Illustrator versus Canva. I learned mm. using doing graphics on Illustrator, which a much more involved. It's very program. capable. It's very technical. There's a lot you can do. Yep. A lot you can't can do that you can do in Canva. But Canva is so easy that yep. I pretty much do 
all of my graphic content on Canva rather than, I mean, and I could easily open up Illustrator. And if I need to create complex graphics, I'll do that. But InDesign, same thing with me. Save the time. Go with the easy. You don't have to. Taking a picture. I mean, don't. I'm not belittling what you do at all. But taking a picture for me, it's like I take a picture. I edit it. That's done. Like when you do a video, you've got to like, especially with a kid in the background Mm -hmm. or even my cats, (laughs) you got to make sure that you got quiet broom quiet well, space. video is hard i've actually done a few shorts for my clients and you've my done photography great. clients just based on a few tips that i was given mm-hmm. um you know but i know megan and Paige are going to talk to us about um easier ways to do it um easier yes. ways to actually just even with your phone to create really great videos now how um, have you done it with your how did so you do with it? me i have done it i put my dlsr on a tripod because mm-hmm. i don't have all the stabilizer again i don't have all the technical tools right. and i just put it into video mode and because I am familiar with the Adobe Suite and I do have experience with After Effects and Premiere Pro, I'm able yeah. to cut and splice and add music if I need to. So it, but the tools that they're going to talk about are very things simple. that anybody can use. Exactly, anybody yeah. can use it um, and do very simple things. But um, you know, doing full video content, it can seem overwhelming, but. P- Paige and Megan make it oh, yeah. so simple. They're, yeah. So we're going to throw it right now to, because we've got a lot to, a lot to cover here. We're going to throw it to Paige and Megan, and they're going to tell us how you can easily create your own video content for YouTube, for Instagram, whatever, just using your phone and a free online editing service. Hello, everyone. We are back with another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. And today we have two wonderful guests with us. We have Paige Burns and Megan Turner. Paige is actually the owner of Main Page Media, and I'm going to let her tell you all about what it is that she does. And Megan is the owner of Poppy Plum Media. So they are both in the video production world, and they are also partners in their new venture, the Video Identity Project. And I'm sure they'll touch upon what that is. So welcome, ladies. We are excited to have you here. Thank you for being here on this chilly uh, day here in New England. And Virginia, I think, right? (laughs) Yeah, Virginia too. It's kind of chilly. We're going going fully national here. I think you're our farthest interview. Oh, good. Awesome. Awesome. Expanding that reach. Exactly. (laughs) So because this is cocktails and content creation, we must ask you guys, what are you drinking or what do you, what is your go-to cocktail? At the moment, I am. I'm currently drinking uh, cold brew coffee, um, but I do. It is. It is a little more fun because one of my clients sells this pumpkin spice vanilla sugar, and so I got it like for free with while working with her. And it is like God's gift to this earth. It is so good. So that is in my coffee. I will say that my cocktail of the moment. I'm not like totally on cocktails these days because like where am I going to get a cocktail and I'm too lazy to make myself one. But if I were to go out and get one, it's probably a Moscow Mule. Mm, those are one of my favorites that's hilarious i was gonna say the same thing (laughs) (laughs) if you weren't like seven months pregnant right (laughs) right yeah yeah i've got my like fake moscow mule right now with just peach juice and ginger beer but uh but yeah i i definitely think a moscow mule or you know i really like white wine Mm. when i'm a good white wine like a sauvignon blanc or something is Mm. really good Mm, it can be yeah, really we've crisp. Got, uh, we've got a lot of really nice local wineries here in the mountains of Virginia. So oh. always nice to shop local too. Oh, wow. Yeah. I never knew about that. 
I know. No one would associate wineries with Virginia, or at least my brain did not (laughs) associate them. I did not either. (laughs) No, I think you need, you guys need to go into some cocktails or some wine. Maybe you need to come up with a podcast about wineries or something like that. That'd be kind (laughs) of cool. So both of you, I, you know, it's, this is actually our first time having two guests on the show. We're very excited about this. So, um, one of you, feel free to start in first, you know, a brief intro about your journey and what it is you do, and then we'll switch it up and have the next person go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can start. I'm Paige Burns, owner and founder of Main Page Media. Um, we're a full-service video production company. I started my business back in April of 2019, and but I've been working in video marketing for my entire career. Um, yeah, I work with clients to really figure out what they need for video. So many people come to me and they want video, but they don't actually know what they need or they think they know what they need, but it's not quite there. So really determining the strategy is like one of my favorite parts. Um, and then all the other stuff that you expect out of a video production company, right? We shoot, we produce, we direct, we edit, uh, we make everything look a thousand times better than you ever could have imagined. And then we, we deliver it to you and walk you through best practices on how to make sure you're getting a really great reach. So that is, that is my business. I'm also a co-founder with Megan, but I'll let Megan talk about Poppy Plum a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I launched Poppy Plum actually the month after my first uh, child, my daughter was born in May of 2018. And I, I like to say that I birthed a baby and then birthed a business because it, it was kind of out of necessity. You know, me and my husband have been doing video as, you know, a hobby on the production side for years and years, and it just kind of was the right time. Um, so we launched uh, Poppy Plum Media, and we actually function in much the same way that Main Page Media does. We focus on strategy. Um, I work as a consultant with businesses to help them figure out exactly like where can you automate, where can you bring some humanity back to your communication, right? Mm. Um, And then fulfill on that. And sometimes it's, you know, just really small, tangible, practical things. Um, And sometimes it's massive brand awareness overhauls, right? So that's really where we shine, I think, is that strategy piece. And I personally am a huge fan of radical authenticity in video creation. So, um, Yeah. So most of the content that we create for our clients is really focused in this. We want you to come across as genuine, come across as authentic. Um, So that's really where we, where we focus. But yeah, Paige mentioned we launched the video identity project earlier um, in 2020, actually, because we noticed that businesses, business owners, marketers, entrepreneurs, we're suddenly thrust into this world of content creation. And a lot of them were really nervous about it. They didn't want to be on camera. They didn't want to have to figure out the technology, but they knew, you know, with lockdowns and things like that happening, that it was an inevitable need. So we established this course and coaching program in order to really meet that need and help serve an audience that otherwise may not have gotten served. That is, it's, it's interesting, um, Megan, that you should say, you, you know, you birthed a baby and then you birthed a business because that's kind of what I ended up doing. You know, Mm. I had my daughter in 2019 and I didn't end up going back to my full-time job for, you know, one reason or another. And that's how I kind of came into doing more of my blog writing and everything. And then of course, Jesse came to me about this. Um, so it's, it's neat to hear somebody else say that. Now, how did you guys know each other before this because I mean you're in Virginia 
you know, paid. I think you say you're in Massachusetts, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm in Somerville. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, we've only met in person one time, actually. Yep. We just only once. Met once in the flesh. <laughs> really? Yeah. Now, so, what happened? So, how did you meet? We met through. We both took a course um, about starting your own video business. It's like a super, super niche down course, um, and they launched it with a coaching cohort. And so we were in the same cohort. And there was probably something like 45 students or something like that who were in this cohort. Um, and of them, there was three women. Three women. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so we banded together pretty early on, the three of us, the three women. Um, yeah. And Megan and I just, I think we, we've really just like been really aligned for so long. And, you know, we've, we have kept each other accountable for, you know, the past year and a half. And we meet. I mean, I meet with Megan far too often lately. Um, not too often. Every moment is wonderful. Um, Aww, thank you. But I mean, we, we were kind of on a schedule of meeting every week and meeting biweekly. Um, as more women started to take this course and as more women were showing up, it kind of helped more other women you know, join the course. Um, we have like a bi-weekly mastermind that we hold for the women who are also filmmakers who took this course or start getting their business started. Um, so we've just like always been in touch. And then Megan came to me and was like, I see this need. I want to create a course. Can you, can we do it? And I had no idea what I was getting into. And I was like, yeah, sure. Totally. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> now, That's a good description of it. I had no <laughs> idea what we were getting into. <laughs> now, Jess, I mean, Jesse created her own course too. So I'm kind of the one person that hasn't done that. So, you know, what was that like? What was, so you said you didn't know what you were doing. How, how did you kind of figure that out along the way? Well, initially, the idea started as um, kind of a workshop that I did for my local chamber where I created a really quick tutorial of how to make a three-floor elevator pitch video, right? And so I gave it to them. They all really, really loved it. And I thought, we should make a kit of these. Like, we should make like five or six videos like this and like, you know, sell them or give them to business owners so that they can start creating their own video content. And then as we brainstormed on this, like, what should those videos be? Okay. What do they need to know? Okay. What if they don't even know where like the record button is on their phone? Right. It became this thing of, we needed to walk people through all the steps. Right. So the biggest I think addition to the course that that was a little surprising was that we discovered we needed to have at the very outset uh, a shift in mindset, right? Because mm-hmm. I personally, I'm convicted that the number one thing that stands between business owners and creating video for themselves is all up in their heads, right? It's all the voices in their heads mm-hmm. say that they can't for whatever reason, right? And so we knew we had to address that even before you get into the technology or what to say or where to post it. Um, So it kind of blossomed, to use a flower terminology, uh, (laughs) it kind of blossomed into a full course. And then once it was a course, we said, you know, especially for the first round or two, we really wanted to have a a coaching system so that we could get feedback, right? So Mm -hmm. we could learn what was working for people, what wasn't, and it wasn't just out there in the ether and people could take it and did did it work? Who knows? Um, So it really just kind of took on a life of its own, I think. 
Yeah, the coaching was something I think we really hadn't thought about until one of our mentors who we took the course through, which is how we met each other, said you need to do coaching, at least for this first cohort, you need to do coaching. And that's kind of become the most valuable of our course is actually meeting with our students every week, making sure that they're on track, encouraging them really just telling them to like, I always tell them, I'm like, Hey, I'm here just to give you a kick in the butt because like, shut up. You're making a lot of excuses because <laughs> um, they all know what they need to be doing. Right. It's all in the course yeah. material, but they need that accountability. Um, everyone needs that accountability. That's the only way that I operate um, is with mm. accountability. It's the best way I operate. Not the only way. Um, and so that's been really a big game changer. The most recent cohort of students we had, I think, became so close and so supportive of one another. It's like really an awesome thing to watch. They'll be spawning other um, video identity projects kind of things. The two, there'll be two pairs that are going to pair up and do yeah. that themselves, just like you guys did. I hope so. Yeah. That'd, that'd be amazing. Be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the beautiful thing, too, is the way that we launched this course, it's all different business owners from all different disciplines honestly, from all over the country and people wouldn't have been connected otherwise. And having that multitude of perspectives has really helped just round out and give dimension to what we're saying, right? Because we come to it from a video production perspective and yes, there's the business strategy in there, but you know, maybe someone else has tried something that you didn't think of. Um, So it's been really powerful to have all those people in the same room together, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I think that's, you know, what you were saying about it being all in the head. That's kind of where we came from with creating cocktails and content creation is because a lot of it is, you know, it's in our head. We can't, you know, we've got this, we've got that, we've got so many things going on, so many different social media platforms that you have to kind of perform on that it gets all encompassing and and, and overwhelming. Um, you know, you, as you said, you both are coming from a production background. Paige, do you have to be a pro to create video content? I mean, the obvious answer is no, right? Um, you, can, <laughs> you can take our course and learn how, um, but you don't even need that. You really don't. I have a, you know, a long background in video production. I did study it in college. That was always mm-hmm. kind of the plan. Um, I thought I wanted to work in film and then I thought I wanted to work in television. And I totally thought that working in, you know, corporate video was selling out. Um, but then I discovered that I really loved it. Um, <laughs> and that I was actually very good at it. Um, but no, you really don't have to, you don't have to be a pro to create video content. And I think just with, I think we get stuck in this space of thinking that, but if you could just like, like become aware of your surroundings, like look at the fact that you're consuming videos on Instagram regularly that are not professionally produced, even if that's just like in Instagram stories, um, or the fact that like you just waste an hour of your life, like scrolling through TikTok by like user generated videos. They're not professional do- Hours, videos. hours oh my on TikTok. <laughs> Way too it's much time. A rabbit hole. Oh, <laughs> yes. I so, don't put anything on TikTok and I watch it all the time. Oh my God. We, we, I mean, it's become like a, like a, 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 a verb, I guess, like TikToking, yes. like an action, uh-huh. like, th- like, oh, what are you doing on like TikTok? Tweeting, Instagram, and crazy. Yeah. So I want to ask a little bit, and, you know, maybe both of you or Megan, if you want to jump in on this one, like why, like why video? I'm a photographer, so I've got like the still aspect of it. And I know why photography can be so evoking, but let's maybe get into a little bit of the psychology or, you know, why, why video over photos and where does video give you that edge? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I absolutely want to start by saying you should have photos too. Like, (laughs) (laughs) fun for you, Jesse. Fun for you. (laughs) 
<laughs> you absolutely need uh, still photos because you can do things with photos that you can't with video and you can do things with video that you can't with photos. And mm -hmm. I think the incredible power of video is that you're engaging so many senses at once. Um, my husband likes to talk about the merits of film, right? Over any other art form, right? It's kind of <laughs> snob like that. And, but, but I mean, honestly, the reality is that when you look at video as something we're consuming, you're, you know, hearing it, you're seeing it, you know, in a lot of cases now with captioning, you're reading it at the same time. So if mm. you think about the percentage um, of retention of that information that you're getting, it's just vastly, vastly different than just seeing a photo or just reading some text. Um, and I think that for me, at least, I've used video more and more in the past couple of years to essentially anytime there is a task I have to do and I don't want to do it more than once, I make a video, right? And it doesn't have to be Hollywood. I know mm. actually at the time of this recording, I'm doing... Um, I'm doing an edit. Actually, I never do this, but I'm doing an edit uh, myself for a project and I'm recording me doing the edit and talking through the phases so that I can give that to my editing team and never have to explain to them what I expect from the process again. Um, that is so interesting. So it's almost, so I've always, like our discussion talked about like, I, I don't know, clients facing video, but it can be used internally for companies mm. as well. Yes. I always forget like, oh, training videos, SOPs, like what you're <laughs> doing. Like, oh, that's so interesting. Well, I mean, Jesse, you do that every time when we do a blog post, you send me a Loom video. That's true. I and do. you walk yeah. me through, you know. <laughs> that's true. Oh, man. Yeah, it's incredible. And I think it's it's a mindset shift that I think a lot of businesses are going through right now where they realize that you can freeze a moment of time in video, right? You can essentially create this little time capsule and then have it do work for you, mm -hmm. whether that's in front of, you know, clients or customers or on your team or for yourself, honestly. Like there's just so much that opens up to you once you have that mindset shift, right, of what video can be used for. And I think there's so much pre-programming and pre-framing that we have in our minds um, from years past of video is a movie, video is TV, video is commercials, right? And so deprogramming that and seeing video as a business tool, it's, it's a massive mind shift and business shift. And I think the more businesses can embrace that and leverage it in, you know, even simple, small ways, DIY ways, it's going to change their industry. Yeah, I think when I just, I want to spin off of you saying, you're thinking of it as a movie, you think of it as like a TV show, a commercial. Right. I feel like when I started my business and then before I was, you know, better at talking about what I do, I would have a lot of people be like, oh, well, that's really cool. But like, I don't need a commercial. And I was like, right. that's, that's <laughs> yeah. fine, but you still need video. <laughs> You need an explanation of your services. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's funny because um, – so I actually went to school for journalism, broadcast journalism. Mm. And so when I was in school, you know, it was – not that you – not that you couldn't, you know, everybody had, you know, my, oh my gosh. And even in, even in the eighties and early nineties, my mom had like the video camera and mm -hmm. she'd make like the home movies and stuff. So that was there. But when I started going to school, it was like video production was for the kids in the film schools, in the broadcast journalism schools, you know, kind of avant-garde stuff too out there. It wasn't until like all of a sudden these phones got so powerful 
with yeah. their video recording capability that, you know, we started to move towards video on Instagram and, you know, now we have TikTok. Um, what are your suggestions, you know, if I'm not giving away too much of your course, of course, but what are your suggestions if you are kind of somebody who wants to start venturing into um, video production for for either themselves or for their business? What would you say would be the best for gear? Is it just using a phone or should they invest in like, you know, a small video recorder camera or what should they use? Yeah, I mean, we always say for our course, all you need is a smartphone. Um, because it's really all you need to get started. Um, and that's for our course or for anyone, right? But like, even in our course, where we're encouraging you to create all this content, like all you need is a smartphone. We'll walk you through like what you can buy if you want to level up, but really just to get started, a phone and a quiet space to record. A microphone is really beneficial. Um, but if you're lo- at a space where you're like not totally committed yet, or you're just dabbling, or maybe you just only want to record selfie videos on your Instagram stories and you're doing like tips on Tuesdays or something like that, like you don't need anything more than your phone. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. I know, um, inside the course, we do have essentially a guide to buy beginner level equipment that's going to perform for you for like all told under $1,500. So, you know, yeah, yeah. So we put recommendations out there, but honestly, I think a lot of times people get caught up in that. And so honestly, like we've had a lot of students who've enjoyed using just, you know, I, I can call it just cheap and super cheap uh, Amazon kits, you know, that have a ring light and a stand and all this stuff. And you can do that. I mean, if that's what um, gives you permission with yourself mm-hmm. to try, then yes, it's worth like the 40 or 50 bucks that it is. But honestly, I mean, Paige is exactly right. You don't need any of that. You just need a phone. And a phone will work for any application that they're thinking about at the moment, right? If they're just looking to get into, like you, you said, Paige, like the the DIY selfies, t- Tip Tuesday or whatever, versus what if they're videoing something that's not of themselves, a phone, uh, a smartphone will do just fine. Yeah. I mean, biggest pro tip is to use the back-facing camera on your phone, yeah. right? Instead of the front-facing camera. So if you're recording something that isn't yourself, and even if you are recording something that is yourself, it's trickier, but you can get it done. We have mm. some of our students make some like fun contraptions out of mirrors um, <laughs> to, be able to make it so they can see the phone, still use the back mm. camera. Uh, but that'll be a lot, a lot higher quality. But yeah, if you're recording something that's not yourself, like the back camera on your phone is a pretty, pretty great camera. And it's because it's in a smartphone, it's, it's smart. So it's going to, you know, it's, it's going (laughs) to adjust your exposure for you with like a tap, you know, it's going to focus. You're never going to get an out of focus shot unless you're no white balancing or any of that. Yeah. Oh, that was always the worst when we go to a shoot and like, you'd have a shot in bright snow and then, you know, you'd turn it and it would be like, you know, well, water scene, and you're just like, oh, God, great. You got a completely different white balance. Things is looking terribly blown out or anything. Now, what software do you guys use to edit? You know, whether it's on your camera or, I'm sorry, on your laptop or on your camera phone. Yeah, yeah so, we, so no, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we recommend um, either InShot or Adobe Rush. There's certainly other um, really easy beginner level access editing software like iMovie and things like that. 
Personally, we both use Adobe Premiere, um, but that's just because we need those capabilities. And when you're just getting started, we don't typically recommend doing something that robust. Just Definitely because, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, it's just way too overwhelming. It's the same thing as if, you know, you went out and bought a red cam, right? Um, yeah it's not going to do what you need it to do. And more than that, it's kind of going to keep you from being productive because it's going to overwhelm you with so many buttons, so many options. Yeah. I mean, people can make social graphics in Canva, like it's nothing, but they get into Photoshop and they're totally overwhelmed. It's really the same idea. Like you can create a video in, in, InShot, which is like a phone app or yeah. in, you know, we recommend Premiere Rush because it's more consumer friendly and it's really affordable. And you know, they make it very simple. There isn't all these complex options to do the complex work that Megan and I need to do. So what would the workflow look like? Would they take a take um, the, the video on their phone and then just edit directly, you said in shots, uh, like an iPhone, like a phone app, or would they have mm-hmm. to like upload that to their laptop for the desktop application? Yeah, if they wanted to use a desktop application, they would have to get it onto the laptop, um, which just my number one thing is like, if you're an iPhone user and you have iMessage, do not text that video to yourself um, to get it onto your computer. That will compress the video so, so much. Um, oh. if, you're, if you're a Mac user, like airdrop it yep. um, or put it up on Google Drive or on Dropbox and then download it on your desktop. Um, but yeah, I mean, Premiere Rush does have a, a an application on the phone. I don't I mean, I've dabbled with it, but it, it doesn't seem as intuitive. Yeah. Um, InShot, really intuitive, and it's free. Um, and you can do that right in your phone and then like, immediately export so that you can post. So you don't I'm even totally to. going to check that out. Yeah, I know, because really I've great. always <laughs> used like Final Cut, and I haven't used it in years. It's sad. So the last time I used something, I think it was like iMovie, and I wasn't thrilled with it. But so I'll have to check out InShot. So have you guys... This is something Jesse and I have talked about a lot, uh, and we kind of mentioned it before, but have you gotten into IG Reels and TikTok? Like, have you been producing stuff for them? <laughs> no. Silence. <laughs> I like looking at Megan's face. I'm like, I know we both say no to this. I made one reel, I think, one time. Um, I took some outtakes of one of my clients, like, dancing on a shoot, and it was really cute. And I was like, you're good today. We were on the shoot in public with people. All right, oh, I world. know. Um, <laughs> but I haven't done any more. Um, I have never posted on TikTok. Actually, it's a lie. I posted a video of my dog one time, but that was just yeah. for my own, <laughs> my own enjoyment. Yeah, you, I've, I've like dabbled with TikTok a little yeah. bit, but I'll be honest. Yeah, you've done a little more. Yeah, I haven't really sunk a lot of time into it because, and, and this is really important, my audience is not on TikTok. Well, that's, <laughs> you know? that's a good point. Um, and I think that's what people kind of like freak out a little bit. Sometimes they're like, oh, we got to be on YouTube and Facebook and LinkedIn and TikTok and Instagram and Twitter and everything. And the problem there is that you build up, you know, I have to do all these things when your audience is only on a few of those in the majority of the time, right? You just need to know where they are and then really invest your time in those. But I mean, we've, so I've dabbled with TikTok. I've dabbled a little bit with reels, but honestly, I just haven't, um, I haven't prioritized it because I think LinkedIn video has been so much more powerful. Um, and for me, I've, I've been on Facebook video content for a while anyway. So, um, you know, it just hasn't been powerful enough, I think, to warrant a switch yet. Mm-hmm. 
But I will say TikTok was really user-friendly. Like when I started dabbling with it, it was a lot more user-friendly than Reels, honestly. Yeah, uh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, it, and it's, it really depends. I think if you are B2C, I think TikTok and Reels are like really great. Um, yeah. I think Reels are great. I think I've, I've been looking at more of them lately and I'm seeing some more B2B stuff, but TikTok is that younger audience. So is someone who's going to, you know, hire Megan and I for a few thousand dollars to produce a video for them on TikTok? Like, probably not. No. Probably not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Their kid might be. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, so that was going to be my next question is, do you guys think that maybe, because I know, you know, Instagram used to be just millennials and now like our parents are on it, younger people are on, you know, so you don't, you don't see that kind of shifting towards, you know, more, more older people, people that might be more of your demographic starting to go towards TikTok because that's where it's at or whatever. I think it will. And I think it does. Um, like I'll end up on TikTok and there's this one girl who's a doctor who like just posts all this stuff about the pandemic and I keep watching her. Um, and you know, yeah. she's a doctor, so she's got to at least be a millennial <laughs> to have made it through med school. Yep, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah. unless she's a child genius, but um, I think it is probably trending that way. It's just not something that I personally have sunk any time into. Um, and as far as like the Instagram is millennials or was previously millennials, um, millennials have money now. Millennials have businesses now. Um, yeah, we're yeah. all sitting here today as millennials with businesses who are like looking for other businesses. So good point. Yeah. yeah I'd say I could see that happening. I think this year it was a little false start ish for TikTok just because of all the drama around that and not mm. knowing oh, yeah. How, yeah like how long a play that was gonna be, would it still be around? Um but I think now it seems pretty clear that TikTok's not going anywhere. Um but I've I've seen a lot more movement on LinkedIn this year, but I I wouldn't be surprised at all about movement towards TikTok too. So a little bit follow-up question. So with your your course and what you teach in there, do you help your um, students sort of identify where they should be posting their mm. videos? What makes sense for their audience? Um, you know, is it going to be on, is, is their audience mainly on Instagram and do you, do you guide them through that process or is it that LinkedIn and, or is it for their website? Do you sort of guide them in a way that is going to get their video in front of their audience? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's kind of near the end of the course when we talk about the strategy of what content you're posting and where is it appropriate. Um, so a great example, I think, is we have a real estate agent who is in our last cohort of students, and she's absolutely phenomenal. She started posting a regular series of, let me define these real estate terms for you, right? And doing that's awesome. Yeah, in really casual locations, so like getting coffee in her kid's room, you know, and talking about like, what do I mean when I say appraisal? Um, so really her target market there is first-time home buyers and making the process less intimidating, um, less overwhelming, right? If you've ever tried to buy a home for the first time, there's just a lot of new things, a mm. lot of new words. So she really did a great job. Like she took vertical video, you know, that breaks all the rules, but it's working, you know? And so knowing to take it vertically, knowing to put it on Instagram, knowing to caption things, um, it's just, it's worked really well for her in that area. Now that wouldn't necessarily work for 
Um, for example, we have an IRS hostage negotiator. Um, well, <laughs> yeah, so very diverse, very diverse, but for her, that might not be as useful, right? She may mm. need, um, the authority of doing something more locked off, right? Less selfie. Um, so we talk about that. We talk about like the method and then also the location of where you're posting it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I feel like, uh, you know, this whole show is about creating, you know, content, making it easy for them. So I think, you know, I, I'm not sure if who, which one of you said it, but if your audience isn't on a particular platform, you shouldn't sweat creating yeah. content for that platform. So I think that's a really Im- important point to make to our audience is that, you know, if if Instagram is where it's at, focus on Instagram. And maybe that's where you look into doing the reels. If you find that your maybe your stories are getting great engagement and the video content mm-hmm. is doing well, then then maybe explore into reels a little bit more or IGTV. Um, so I think I think that's really um, you know, a mindset thing. Like don't stress about the places yeah. you don't need to post on. Yeah, and like look at what's already working for you. Yeah. If, if Instagram is like even if you're like, oh I'm not sure if my audience is on Instagram, was well, Instagram already working for you? Great. Then start thinking about some content that you could use on Instagram. Like is Facebook already working for you? Then like start with Facebook. You have to start somewhere. That so, that made me feel so much better because I have been stressing about the whole TikTok situation. And it's like you just gave me permission <laughs> to focus on where it's at. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm just gonna be sticking with story videos at this yeah. point. I, I I looked at reels and it still confuses me. I just We made one reel and I didn't even know how to like put it up so that it had that special little thing in the corner, you know couldn't figure that out. Oh yeah, out. we did do that. And I even think I just saved it as a regular video. So that's probably why I you know. got, I know. See, we're like lame when it comes to that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So where are you finding, like, what is, I mean, I don't know if there's like one thing, um, that you can like pinpoint, but like how, how does video help a business grow? And I don't know if you can, if there's like one thing or if there's like three ways, two ways, one way that helps a business grow. If, you know, we obviously, a lot of our listeners own businesses, own blogs. So I don't know if there's something you can share there three things or ways it helps we're both just smiling because we have we have our three ways <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> awesome perfect and it's it's totally a mantra that we we you know learned from one of our mentors but um time money and relationships are the three best things that you can keep in mind so video can save you time we talked about automating right we talked about it. megan's example with screen recording her edit to send to her editors but like if that doesn't sound applicable to you video is going to save you time if, even if you're just recording your most frequently asked questions so that when you keep getting that email you can just hey what are your services you can just send off that video as opposed to having to get on the phone with someone oh that's um, so genius wait i just want a follow-up question on that so is, it, <laughs> is that have you seen that just like as a yeah. as a screen record or is somebody actually like you know producing face, a video facing like, yeah like, talking to the camera with that how like there's so many ways you could approach it um if you've used like i mean jesse you use loom like you can literally just create a loom video and save it and make it generic instead of making it specific yeah i know oftentimes when you use loom we're like hey jesse uh just responding to your email like wanted to show you this you could just make it general save it and always just send that link off so it doesn't have to be anything crazy amazing nugget here i love it (laughs) (laughs) me too so there's time. That's just like one example of how video can save you time. Um, there's money, obviously, right? We can use video to make sales. We can use video to promote sales. Um, there, you know, marketing. Where that whole marketing video category is money. Will this video make me money? So um, give us a little bit about dive into that real quick. Like, what type of marketing are these? Like Facebook ads? Are these like videos that people put on their website? Like when we talk about making money with video, just give us a couple examples. 
Um, yes, to answer your question. Yes, it's all of the above. It's, all, it's everything that kind of falls under that marketing um, example. So if your goal is sales as opposed to your goal is relationship building right now, like if you're in a sales cycle and you want to use a testimonial video to generate sales, right? Mm. It just, you're, it's basically you're determining your call to action at the end. Is your call to action like, visit our website and buy our course now? Is it book with Jesse now? Um, is it is it something really specific there? I don't know, Megan, does something you want to add to sales that's yeah. like... <laughs> yeah. So I think you can kind of think about it in one of two ways. So one, driving your normal sales like that, things you're already selling, but also you could create videos and sell that, right? Mm -hmm. So um, a great example is that so many people are creating courses right now, right? They're creating video courses and selling them as the product, but it doesn't have to be as big or robust as a course. You know, maybe you have a carpentry business and you want to, you know, create a video talking about here's how you plan for a carpentry build. Like here's a, how to build a deck, how to uh, build a doghouse, Right. Mm -hmm. And just sell that video one off, you know, and it doesn't have to be uh, Hollywood level. You know, you can make a really easy iPhone shot video and sell it even as an additional, like an add on service. So when we think about video content, it's not, so it is the ads, right. And the things we normally think about, but it's also creating video products to sell as well. So good. Okay, so that I'm was number number two. Was that that, yes. was, that, that, that was two. <laughs> Kate, did another, you have? Did you have Kate? Sorry, did you have anything? No, else? and I was just I was looking at your website, and there are actually for anybody who's like wanting to check it out on the Video Identity Project website, they do have alumni testimonials that are recorded. So we do, cool. and we mm -hmm. we have those like living on our website. We yeah, ran, we ran them as ads. We've shared them on social. Um, it's not just advice. You guys do it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah. And that for those, for us, that was definitely a money play. Like those testimonials was a money play. Like, can we get more people to sign up? Mm -hmm. Um, it wasn't, it, I mean, yeah, it's a time play too, right? We, we don't have to tell people all the time how great our students are. Our students can speak for us. Um, but it's for, first and foremost to make a money play. And then the last one is relationships, time, money, relationships. So are you relationship building? This can be something that's brand awareness. This can be something like Jesse sending a loom video to maybe you have someone in your network who maybe you're looking for a new editor. I know that like you have some, some help people helping you with editing your photos. Like you want to reach out to them, let them get to know you, but maybe the only time you have to chat with them is like 11 PM on a Friday. And so why not build that relationship when it's convenient for you than having to schedule some time with them? Um, and then of course there's also the relationship building with just relationship building with your audience, um, on social. So that's, that is the, the Instagram stories, right? It's that people are getting to know you, seeing the face behind the brand. We buy from people that we know, like, and trust. And so how are you supposed to know someone if you've never met them? And the answer is just to start creating video. That's yeah. so amazing. That is. That's actually my favorite. Uh, that's kind of my bread and butter is dipping into this authority content, um, it's actually one of the formulas for video that we teach in the course, but, um, I've created a couple series in this style so far already, and it's been incredible to build relationships at scale, right? So I have not personally talked to, you know, 700 people, right? But 700 people watch this video 
and they know intimate things about me now, right? Mm -hmm. They feel like they know me, like we're good friends. So then when we have that first meeting, it's not cold anymore, right? Mm -hmm. Even if I reach out to them, I see, okay, you've seen a lot of my videos. Let me send you a message. Um, It's not cold. It's like we already have a relationship built and I save the time, right? To only do it once and send it out there into the ether for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. I've saved the money of, I didn't go on all those coffee meetings so many times to build that relationship, right? Um, And I've also built that relationship in a repeatable and exponentially viewable way. Yeah. I mean, you can just automate yourself. You don't have to be everywhere at one time. Um, You know, if the only time that someone has to look into your business is that 11 p.m. on a Friday or 2 a.m. on a Monday morning, they can still be (laughs) on your social pages or on your website getting to know you while Mm -hmm. you're asleep. Yeah. That's That's so genius. And I actually heard someone the other day, or no, I was on, I was being interviewed on a podcast and the, the gentleman interviewing me said that one thing he's integrated into his workflow, um, he was a photographer as well, um, is personalized video responses to inquiries, um, which I thought was great. So he was a boudoir photographer. So he felt that that personal connection working mainly with females, like, mm-hmm. like showing his face helped yeah. a lot give that, that relationship a Make good them feel start. much more comfortable. Not just some Dude. weirdo hiding behind an email. <laughs> So, so for his business, I mean, it's a, it sounded like a great idea in general, but those businesses that are so personal, I think could really benefit from, I mean, I'm actually now like taking notes because I'm like, I should think about doing more video responses and seeing about ways I can connect better in my workflow, like my automated emails. Well, you see some of the the best, you know, influencers, the ones who have like the hundreds and thousands of video, uh, sorry, the hundreds of thousands of followers. They, how many of them do like, like what you were talking about answers to frequently asked questions. Like they'll be like, ask me anything and on stories. And then the next thing you know what, they've got like the series of them talking to the camera, like, Oh, so somebody had a question about this and then they answer it and they get like, Oh, there's a lot of followers because people feel like they're getting to know them. They're showing their face and they're talking. I mean, even if they're not saying the person's name, they're kind of talking directly to you and they're really establishing that relationship. So it all makes so much more sense now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're saving yourself so much time too. Like if Jesse, you start responding to client inquiries with a video, like you can talk so much faster than you can type and you can convey your message so much easier and you can type it out. Like, well, that's I, why I send Kate Loom videos for all my yeah. blog posts. I'm like, I want you to write about this, this, and this. Here are my notes. Let me know what you think. Blah, blah, well, blah. Well, how many times can Boom. you come across in an email like either really formal or kind of stilted in your delivery and somebody, you know, sometimes people don't write like they come oh. off. <laughs> Yeah, like they they just don't have that same, there's a disconnect there. And so showing your face and again, and talking face to face, and that's one of the reasons why when we do these interviews, even though you're only hearing the, the people are only hearing the audio, we're seeing each other because it's that connection. And, you know, that, that can make a really big difference in how you can connect not only to your employees, um, clients, followers, anything like that. So what would you say are your final tips for, you know, easy ways 
to, I smell like I should, I should be smiling right then, <laughs> easy ways to create video content for your brand? Mm-hmm. Big question. I mean, we covered, we, covered a, we covered a ton. We definitely we did cover a ton. A ton but, but like, what would be your missed? one takeaway? I, I have a takeaway. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Just do it. That's a good I, one. I think we get in our heads so much. And to me, every time I put out a video, and, and I've been putting out video for a long time, but every time I do, it's an experiment. And if you view it that way, instead of a, this has to be perfect before I post it, then you'll free yourself up to try a lot of new things. And you'll also just be really willing to be curious about the results, right? Let the results inform the way that you do the next video, but you have to start to have something to work with. Yeah. I think, I think in the same vein, Megan and I talk a lot in our course about how like Megan's more extroverted. I'm more introverted. Um, and that kind of different dichotomy of like your comfort level with being on video. I think Megan got comfortable being on video a lot faster. She has an acting background. So it was really kind of, I think (laughs) a lot easier for you than for me. Um, I've always very much been like a behind the camera type of person. I was a dancer my whole life and like my favorite part about, not my favorite part about dance, but like one of the best parts about dance is when you're on stage, you can't see the audience. It's too dark. Um, Like I don't like to know that people are watching me. Um, Mm -hmm. I am a more introverted person. And really the just do it is, is the best piece of advice. If you're sitting there saying, I can't do that, or that's going to be weird, or someone's going to think something of me. My pro tip is like, start with Instagram stories. If you're not showing your face on Instagram stories, and I know that like social media managers everywhere are like touting this, um, to show your face on stories, but start with stories. It's uncomfortable to just talk into your camera, of course, but it'll expire in 24 hours. So, I mean, why not take that risk? And yeah, like it's not forever. And then it gets easier the more you do it. And I never would have thought, actually, I recently started posting a series of videos, um, kind of just like that authority content. And I never really thought that I would be a person that would regularly be like on video on my social pages, like on my personal social pages, just like everywhere. I was totally too shy for that. And now I don't even give it a second thought. You just like power through like anything else, like public speaking. I think a lot of people get stuck on like who want who who wants to listen to me? Yeah, yes. on video. Yes. And so, you know, I think we all like I had to learn how to get over that as well when I decided I wanted to offer my my own course. Like I need to tell mm-hmm. people about it. I need to share tips and I need to share what's about my what what's in my course. So I think just getting over the fact that actually people do. People are curious. We're all curious. So Yeah, it's just they imposter wanna, syndrome. It is totally. Yeah, so. oh, we all suffer from that, don't we? <laughs> <sighs> well, guys, it has been awesome talking with you, and I'm actually going to check out that course because I want to learn more about what's going on with it. So, what if people want to find you, follow you? Where can they find your work? Yes. So, first of all, if you're interested in the course, you can go to videoidentityproject.com. Um, that will have all the information about our next cohort, what's in the course, all the good stuff. Um, for me, if you want to go follow me, I am at Poppy Plum Media on pretty much everything uh, <laughs> on LinkedIn. Let's see, we're on YouTube and Instagram. Sweet. Yeah. And if you're looking for me um, at Main Page Media on Instagram, Main Page Media on Facebook, um, I, there's a Main Page Media on LinkedIn. I, I don't even bother. It posts nothing. I post. <laughs> if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, I'll engage <laughs> with your stuff. You can engage with mine. I'm like a LinkedIn fiend these days. So. 
Again, my name is Paige Burns. You can find me on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. This has been so helpful. I am so excited for our, our listeners um, to take all these little fabulous nuggets away yes. and Yay. hopefully start showing their face to the world. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It'll make a big change. And even if it doesn't make a big change, I think like in your business or in your sales, it will in your confidence. It really does. That's yeah. the big thing. Create content with confidence. That's kind yeah. of our tagline. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for being on. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I love how Megan said, just do it. And I feel like that's been a common thread throughout our entire podcast. You just you just really need to go out and do it. And I needed to hear that, especially since I've been so hung up on equipment, comparing myself to other influencers. I have a similar mantra, yeah. make it work, then make it better. Because if you don't just start somewhere, you're never going to do it. No. And the fact that you don't really need a $20,000 camera uh, to take great video is um, pretty freaking awesome. Again, I was yeah. I've been using my DLSR to create some content for my um, you know clients, and that is a, you know that's an investment. That's a great camera. But you can easily just do it with your phone. Yes, and what's great, you know, no, you can't like roll your focus and stuff like that. But you know, the idea is again, you're going on Instagram Reels. We're not talking about making full on movies here. Although, I mean, Lady Gaga did a video. One of her one of her music videos was shot on an oh, yeah, iPhone 11 yeah, or something that. like that. You know, so it's this has really encouraged me to get back into video. Um well, I what think about creating like a regular video series? What do you think? About a regular video series? Yeah. For for us or for you or for what? anything. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, no, I think it's great. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I just got you to commit I know. something else. I was like mm. w- w- yeah, no, I think creating a regular video series um is actually what a lot of um creators are doing now. I yeah. think video, as we mentioned, can just really get your message across. Mm-hmm. Um the other thing I thought was really interesting from the conversation we had with Megan and Paige was that thinking outside the box and how you can actually use video to enhance your your internal communications yeah. with your company or even just your workflow. So yeah. um, sending tutorial videos. Uh, and that's what you do clients. with me to talk about my blog, to exactly. talk about the blog post. Exactly. You know? So not only are they talking about creating video content to help like send a message, but mm-hmm. also creating content internally to help your own business run more efficiently mm-hmm. or your brand work better. That yeah. I thought was like huge because um, it also helps set the standards for even like operating procedures. So, yeah. like, you know, for example, if you go on vacation and we need to edit a podcast episode and I have no idea how to do it. Yeah, I got to get you to create a tutorial for me mm-hmm. to do that. So I think what was really interesting about their, our conversation with them is seeing both sides of the useful aspects yeah. of video. Yeah, definitely. You know, and and. There's, you know, they say a picture is worth a thousand words. And again, I think it's so important to have the beautiful pictures on your website and on your Instagram. But sometimes being able to get in front of a camera or, you know, whatever, if you're taking video of somebody else, getting them in front of the camera and talking to it can just be even a more authentic experience and maybe help you to connect with your audience in that way and it then, shows yeah. a lot of personality i think yeah. the personality shines through people like for instagram for example the stories are right up top people are seeing stories um a lot more and mm-hmm. and especially in the reels you know instagram wants to use reels they want you to use stories they want you to use the video content um, it, per- it performs better yeah um you know so i think what video does for you is it allows your personality to shine through mm-hmm. get your message across clear yeah um, and just 
is is more beneficial when it comes to the algorithm. Well, and, you know, you've been I know you've been getting into doing more behind the scenes stuff for your shoots. Yes. For my shoots, um, which I, you know, share that some of it's exclusive content for yeah. the brand photographer method. I, I will have, you know, behind the scenes for them. But also uh, so potential clients that are interested in hiring me can see the yeah. work that I do. And that's, you know, you talk about it, exclusive content. You know, we were talking about that um, using exclusive content with Ashley Mason in the last episode. So mm-hmm. it's, it's always important to kind of keep all those avenues. I mean, keep in mind that, you know, you need to make sure you're appealing to your audience. But why not keep those all those skills sharp? Right. Exactly. Use every avenue you can. Um, so... I need to get back to using video. I'll just say that. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, that's why I'm having you tag along on certain sessions to actually grab video for me mm-hmm. that I can then use for either my exclusive content mm-hmm. or just behind the scenes and for it, my brand. It can be that. It can be what Jesse's talking about. Or like I'll when I take my mom on errands or something like that and I'm sitting in the car because obviously you can't go in places right now, really, if mm-hmm. you're not, if you, you know, I'll sit in the car and. The car is a great place, guys, to record in front of the in front of uh, yeah, your the Instagram audience. Great. The lighting's great. Audio usually sounds fantastic. So why not just get in your car and give that a try, even if you're not trying to get away from your kids? <laughs> So thank you so much for listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. If you want to check out the show notes, head to cocktailsandcontentcreation.com. You can join our Facebook group, Cocktails and Content Creation Community, and leave us a comment about what you want us to talk about. You can follow us on Instagram at Cocktails and Content Creation, and we'd love it if you'd leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. You can also email us at cocktailsandcontentcreation at gmail.com. I'm Kate Andrews, and you can follow me on Instagram at fashionablykateandco. And I'm Jesse Wyman. You can follow me on Instagram at Jesse Wyman Photos. And if you're a brand photographer, I am at the Brand Photographer Method. Make sure to tune in next time when we get down to the basics on blogging. Folks, even in the age of social media, blogging can help your bottom line. And we're going to speak with Christine McShane, a creative marketing strategist, writer, and photographer who uses blogs to help her business grow. Until then, cheers to your next cocktail. And happy content creating. Thank you.